0: welcome to the Double Double. My name is David Dixon, and joining me this Thursday night is Taylor Silva from New York City. He's joined to talk all NFL playoff football. Taylor, what's going on?
1: What's up, David? How are you?
0: I'm doing well. It was a great holiday weekend. You we got to enjoy the New Year's football games, a little New Year's basketball uh, Robin Lopez got dunked on and then chased someone down, which is really entertaining. But uh, yeah, just excited to to talk about these NFL games. I've been reading a lot, uh, listening to a lot of people talk about them. I think we got four really good matchups.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this game. So that, uh, that that Jared Culver dunk on Lopez was pretty great seeing this morning too. So and I was uh
0: and then Lopez and then Lopez chased him down like he was a uh, a mascot because <laughs> yeah, he loves attacking crazy. the mascots, but you know great it's a great you know the, the 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 NBA does great little Twitter moments better than I think any other sport where you get like a forty second clip in the middle of January you're like, oh yeah there's you know there's like the nBA games on it's it's the dog days, and it's just like you get get these little entertaining moments so that you don't watch the whole game. Of a T wolves Grizz, uh, of of a T wolves Bucks, but then, but then you get like the most entertaining minute that you can see all over social media. But enough NBA talk. I I did NBA last time. This is an NFL podcast today. We're gonna jump right into it. Four thirty five on Saturday on the ESPN ABC networks is booger calling this one? I hope not. It's Bills Texans. This game is being played in Houston. You got the ten and six Bills against the ten and six Texans what are your thoughts about, about this one?
1: Yeah, this is, this is the booger testator game that we get, uh, blessed with each year. So, uh, excited about that. It always seems like it's going to be Houston every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's two good teams. Um, you know, I've, I've been a big believer in Buffalo for the past couple of weeks and all season, honestly, I I like them a lot. I love their defense so much, but, uh, had a big loss last week. They uh, Levi Wallace, the cornerback. He uh, he was actually he was a Bama player, but he went down on an interception. He hurt his ankle, I'm pretty sure. So he's still questionable. I think that's a big deal. Um, if you got him and if you had him and Tre'Davious White on uh, on both sides corners, I think it's it's pretty tough to move the ball on them on, uh, passing. And they're, we know their D line just I mean already just super stout. So it's just, uh, Shaq uh Shack loss is still questionable too, so that's big for Buffalo. But uh, for Houston, I just—I mean, I, I mean, Deshaun's kind of—he's kind of struggled the past couple weeks. I mean, he's not looked at Deshaun like we're normally seeing, and uh, they—they've had—they've got the injuries right now too. So we—we uh, we still don't know about uh, Will Fuller. I'm not sure if he's playing. He's still questionable. Can he still same way? Uh, Tunzel.
0: You wonder how many of these guys are actually going to end up playing because they're all questionable. And so you think it's like, okay, they're all it's it's a big playoff game. They're all going to do whatever they can to play. But then at the same time, you're like, it's the Will Fuller injury that I think is the one to me that is the most troubling going into it, not knowing if he's going to play because he opens up so much for that uh, Houston offense to offset like the double teams that Hopkins gets on basically every possession and and as you're saying if if Levi Wallace doesn't play for for Buffalo and Fuller does that that's a big advantage for for Deshaun Watson going up against as you said a really good Buffalo defense and Buffalo come into it has has lost two in a row they obviously lose to the Patriots and then they had a bad loss last week against the New York Jets. And the Texans are coming into it. You know, they they didn't really play any one last week against the the Titans, but they had a close win against the Bucs and then they were able to beat the Titans. The Texans also I think that, that the big injury coming back is 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 JJ Watt going to be able to help them at all. Uh he's coming back from from an injury and he's I remember he gave a press conference saying like he understands the risks. He knows what the, the risks that that of the re injury. I guess they're high enough that they're t- really telling him about it, but he's choosing to play and I think that that's a, an interesting wrinkle coming back too. It's just added to all these guys who are injured. It's, just, it's you know it really shows the NFL is just a ruthless sport by the, by the end of the season. And it reminds me of what I was talking to my brother about last night, which is that so many of these teams injuries every team deals with injuries, but the timing of the injuries is so crucial. And just it's all has to do with luck. Is that if is that if you have these injuries early on, you may not be at this point. But seasons can get derailed because you know, Le- Levi Wallace goes down to week seventeen instead of week twelve. It just yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it, it it's all about the timing and
1: that's that was a that was a crucial injury for Buffalo. Like you said before, the, we got Josh Allen in his uh playoff debut, so like it's I mean it's hard to pick these two games. I know Deshaun's struggled and Buffalo's kinda of struggled, but it's just I mean, uh I- I'm kind of leaning more to Houston, I don't know about you, just because of Josh Allen's debut. Uh, I mean, playoffs are a lot bigger deal. I think we also have Tannehill's debut and Wednesday's debut this weekend. So three postseason debuts, and it's hard. I mean, it just doesn't – I looked at the trend. I think it was like six of 24, something like that, in the last uh, 30 games, I think, with uh, first-time starters in the playoffs. So it's
0: just not, not the best for uh, those starting QBs. No, and and you're right. So you you mentioned Josh Allen, his his debut. So let's just jump right. The you know the the, the clear matchup is Josh Allen versus Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, I think everyone will agree, is probably better than Josh Allen, and everyone would rather have Watson over Allen. I would think, but that doesn't mean that Josh that Josh Allen can't go and and win this game. Because if there's anything that the Texans do really well, is that they disappoint in the playoffs, and I don't know if this Texans team can do it I think Josh Allen is he's he's played really well this year and I think he's a good enough game manager now that he can as you, as as you were saying he give this team a, a real chance to win because he understands how good the defense is as long as he just doesn't turn the ball over and his running ability is an interesting wrinkle in, in this game too yep
1: and uh another intangible is, is I mean like you were talking about is Buffalo it's coaching uh we know sean mcdermott's a lot i mean a lot better coach than bill O'Brien. so it's uh there, there's just there's there, there's a lot of intangibles that are even and there's a few that are you know pretty skewed like they're like in the coaching so uh it'll be interesting to see this weekend i, I really this this game this one's really tough for me to pick i've been a huge buffalo fan and i decide i think it's coin flip
0: yeah i I'm there with you. Part part of me wants to take the take the Texans just because they are home. I, I think the spread right now is Texans by three, so so it really is just just that home field advantage is giving them those those points. Uh, so so I'm going to go Texans. I I think that their offense just has a little bit more than Buffalo, and I'm not ready to fully trust Josh Allen in in a big playoff game. But if but if Laramie Tunsil doesn't play, that is a huge huge deal because then. Deshaun Watson could be on the run the whole game from this really good Buffalo defense.
1: Yeah, that's 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 just what I'm thinking. Uh, I, like I said, I've struggled all week trying to pick this game, and uh, I think I'll just yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to lean with you and take the home field advantage, and I'm, I'm going to go Houston close game.
0: All right, so so we both got Houston in, in the first one. That's at 4:35 on ESPN, and I know I I know I joked about Booger at the beginning, but. ESPN doesn't give these doesn't put their guys in positions to win because they only have one game a week. So what ESPN should do is that they should rent out Booger and all the guys they want to do Monday Night Football to, to the other networks to get practice doing like not the prime time games. So he's just like he's not very good at it yet just because he hasn't had a lot of experience. Like when Tony Romo first did it, he wasn't with Jim Nance on CBS. He was doing like random other CBS AFC games. To work up practice, like I think Booger and, and ESPN need to get uh, like a loan agreement in, in soccer and like rent out their emerging talent who they think they they could do prime time to Fox to do some like random Bucks Panthers one o'clock game that no one is watching unless you bet on it or you're a Bucks fan, but just get the reps doing the the live TV. So side tangent about that, but next game eight fifteen Saturday night. We got both AFC games on Saturday, Taylor. Saturday night we got Texans. Oh, sorry, we got the Titans at the twelve and four Patriots. So the nine seven Titans against the twelve and four Patriots. This game is on CBS. This is the Romo, uh, Jim Nance game. Uh, I think this one has a chance to be really, really interesting. I have a really hard time picking this one and thinking about this one. I'm excited to see what what you think because New England's favored by five, but everyone I listen to and Reed is trying to tell me that the Patriots aren't very good and the Patriots are truly on upset alert. But I'm just having a hard time believing that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are going to lose at home to a Ryan Tannehill-led led Titans team. I know Tannehill's been really good this year, but I still don't really believe
1: it. Yeah, this one this one's weird. I've been seeing it, too. I've been seeing the media's been all about how they think Tennessee's going to keep it close and it's going to be kind of a scare for Tom. And I just I – just, I, I don't see it. I just – I, mean, I, I like what Tennessee's done this year. Uh, like Tannehill's played, I mean, out of his mind, and how he's led the team coming in, backing up uh, Mariota. Those, those, he, he's done remarkable. Uh, I just, I just don't see it. I think their whole offense is based on Derrick Henry and how he starts the plays, and then Tannehill coming off of that. And I, I think Bill's going to be ready for it. Uh, I think Bill's going to probably stack the box and force Tannehill to make those throws down the field. And with Gilmore on AJ Brown, I think it's it's going to be tough. Uh, I think, I mean, they, they're they're going to have to find other weapons, and I just I just don't know if they can do that. And I just I would trust Tom and scoring, you know, at least twenty four because I think that'll probably. I mean, I think that'll probably win the game. Yeah. So, so I just I, I, I yeah just, so, I, I, yeah I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. So so let's talk quickly about what would the recipe be for for a Titans upset here? I I think the recipe is a lot of Derrick Henry. Uh, to 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 keep this Pats offense off the field, even though the Pats offense has struggled a lot, uh, I think that keeping the, a firm Derrick Henry uh, game and just keep a lot of Derrick Henry on the field and just keep pounding the ball, he had you know he had over fifteen hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns this year, so he is kind of the best running back in the league, I think. And also to your Gilmore point, I'm not sure that they should stay away from Gilmore because the Dolphins had a lot of success last week. With Devonte Parker attacking Stephon Gilmore, especially on that last drive, so maybe AJ Brown can can get open, and maybe he only needs one or two big plays.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good point with the uh, with the Gilmore. Um, I just I don't know. I, 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 it's like you said. But, I mean, I think their recipe for success is running the ball. Uh, if they for them to have a chance to uh, to chance to win, they've got to be able to run the ball and run consistently. They, if they can get the push up front and. Didn't, and then let Tannehill make those play action throws off that, and AJ Brown make two, you know, two or three big plays. I mean, that's and yeah, they they got a shot for sure. But it, it's all based on that oak line. It's based on Derrick Henry up front.
0: Yeah, and and you know, you have to try to limit the Patriots, and you really just have to try to take away Julian Edelman as much as you can. And Edelman has had a solid season. He had 100 catches again for 1,100 yards and, and six touchdowns, but. After Edelman, the, the next highest guy in terms of uh, catches is James White at 72. And then third is Philip Dorsett with 29. So it really is a huge drop-off after James White and, and Julie Edelman. So if they can try to take away Edelman and those quick dump-offs to White, or even like let White get as many catches as he wants, but really tackle him, you know, keep him in front and everything, I don't know how this pass offense gets going.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh... He said, it's, "They're gonna have to find a way to run the ball too. Uh, Tom's gonna have to make his throws because it's uh, both. I mean, it's it's gonna be tough. I'm pretty sure the weather is supposed to rain and then turn into snow. So it's it's gonna be very, very key for both teams to be able to run the ball. And whoever gets success off that is probably gonna come out victorious."
0: Well, if it's raining and snowing, I think this is our our next question is, is Ryan Tannehill ready to win the playoffs? That's as, playing the Pats in in the first round is probably as hard of a matchup as you could get. And then playing in New England in rain and snow, we know how much Peyton Manning hated that and, and all these other guys. The Pats and Brady just excel in bad weather, it feels like. And so maybe that helps them just because they have the experience and Tannehill isn't Ready to do that, especially with with the bad weather. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's 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 exactly my point. Uh, I just yeah, that's just I, that's why I don't really see what the media is really talking about. I mean, I I like I said I like what Tennessee's done this year. I could see how they could keep it close, but I just think it's still Tom. It's it's uh, it's Belichick. I think they're going to be ready for this. And everything I've been hearing is that uh, on these gambling podcasts I listen to and people down in Vegas, it sounds like they're going to try to run some up tempo offense. And that has kind of been a little downfall
0: to Tennessee on defensive side. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Interesting, interesting. I I haven't been hearing that, but you know the the one thing you have to wonder is if Brady doesn't really trust these guys on on offense, can they do that no? Can can they do that no huddle? If Brady can't trust them to run their normal offense, I'd be surprised off just the one week if they can really go no huddle in bad weather, but. I think we're both wanting to pick the Titans, but we're not there yet. So I see the Pats win a close one. So we get another whole week of concern, like, oh, no, like the Patriots are actually in trouble uh, before they go and play probably the Chiefs at Arrowhead. But what do you think? You you got the Pats. And, uh, all right, so you got the Pats. I got the Pats. Now we're heading into the NFC on Sunday. We got the saints against the vikings this game is uh this game's in new orleans uh early i think this is the the one o'clock game right Do, do i have that right yeah so this is the saints vikings rematch of the miracle of minneapolis game from two seasons ago uh and then also this this these two have bad blood, too, because going back to the Bounty Gate game with Brett Favre and the Saints back in uh a lot of great playoff games between these two. This game is on Fox at 105. As a Saints fan, are you concerned about Kirk Cousins coming into the Superdome in the playoffs?
1: I... Uh... <laughs> I'm not. I know streak's gotta to come to an end sometime and I thought it was what last week or two weeks ago when I picked Kirk Cousins in that Monday night game, but I think it's gonna continue and another another prime time I mean, everybody's watching. I just I, I just don't see it. I think Drew's been playing too well and that's super dumb. That's that's a different breed. So I, I just don't I don't think Kirk's gonna really I don't I don't think they're gonna have much of a shot. It's it's gonna be Dalvin Cook. Is he at full health? If he is, we'll see what can happen.
0: Yeah, so I think so. That's a great point. Dalvin Cook says he's at full health, but is he actually at full health? That exactly. It's it kind of reminds me of like the of like a preschooler who has, who doesn't want to go to school, and it's like they are like they're you know they're not feeling well, but like they say that like they've never been felt more sick. It feels like Dalvin Cook, knowing how important this game is, not just for him but for his whole team, is like I am as healthy as I've ever been. It's like really. I, I'm not really sure if I if I believe you. Yep. Uh but but New Orleans is favored by more than a touchdown on this one. Not a lot of respect for, for Minnesota. I think I think that has a lot to do with Kirk Cousins. And Cousins is again had a great statistical season, which makes him really hard to evaluate in the years down the line when people just look at his numbers because he ended this year with You know, 69% completion percentage, 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, only six interceptions. Besides, from really struggling the first couple weeks and getting into that fight, I think with Adam Thielen about like throwing the ball and stuff, he had a really good statistical season again. But the the eye test doesn't always pass, like the 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 or add up with the statistical test. You know?
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. He really did. He had the he he had. Sorry, he had a, a a lot better of a season than uh, we all kind of also, and he he looked pretty well. I mean, that was one of his better years. But still, when it came down to those those primetime games, he kind of just kind of sank a little bit. And that's what that's what I, I mean. It, it's 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 going to be so tough for them. And I think the Saints are just playing so well right now. Uh, I think Drew Brees is. I mean, he, he looks very healthy, which is what he really did not look like at the end of last year. So I just I, I think it's more of just how the Saints are playing right now. You know they've got a couple injuries on the the defensive secondary side. We'll see if Marcus Williams and Von Bell play at safety. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, but I just I think it's if Dalvin Cook plays and if he is really is I mean healthy as he is, uh, they got a shot. But I just I, I just think the Saints are going to be too much and they'll, they'll just outlast them.
0: Do you do you think that there is any effect of the of the revenge from 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 the game two years ago? Do you think that that, that plays any part in this one? Uh, uh, maybe. I really don't. I think they're more focused of this year. I think they're they've kind of
1: after last year too trumping that. I think it's just kind of gotta not think about the past. That's. I mean. That's. I mean. Living in the past it'll only kind of bring you down back there, just thinking of the bad memories. And I think they're more just focused this year, and they just look like it. I mean, they. I wasn't expecting what happened this year. Everybody, I mean, I kind of I picked the Falcons preseason, honestly, to win the division. I thought it'd be down year. Everybody's still thinking about last year, and they, they've they've shocked me, and I think they're going to continue to roll this weekend.
0: Yeah, I, I think the Saints are going to win this one. I don't think that they're going to cover. I think that that seven and a half is is way too high. But I do think that the Saints will win, and I really wonder how much they're kicking them themselves for a couple games earlier in 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 the year when they they lost. It's, it's hard to believe you could say that a 13 and three team is is kicking themselves, but they obviously lose Drew Brees early on to that big Rams game. I'm looking at that Atlanta game, Atlanta game. If if they win that, they're 14 and two, and they have home field. So 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 if they win this week, which is we both think they will. They have to go to Green Bay next week, and you know better than me as as a Saints fan about the Saints and Drew Brees' record uh, on the road in really cold environments. And Green Bay in the middle of January is as cold as it can get.
1: Yeah, it's it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not good. Uh, I think Sean Payton's record is one in five on the road in playoffs uh, for the New Orleans. So it's just. They they really choked. I
0: mean, that was that was off of a bye week playing the Atlanta game, and they, they got got at home too. So that was yeah, that was, it was pretty embarrassing. Um,
1: but yeah, they they've I mean they they got you know the, the Niners and uh, and the Packers just played too well this year. So they that's I mean they just they took that Falcons game off it kind of seemed, and this is what they get.
0: So so we both have the Saints in in this one. The last game of the wild card round, I think, is the most interesting game. Uh, it's the Seahawks playing at the Eagles. This game's at four oh five uh, in in Philly, and this one is on NBC. This is Al Michaels and, and Chris Collinsworth. I Seattle is favored by a point and a half on the road. Seattle is Seattle's at eleven and five. Philly is nine and seven. They won the NFC least. Uh, the, easily the weakest division in, in football this this year. They have Russell Wilson, who unless who would have won MVP if Lamar Jackson didn't have one of the greatest seasons in recent memory. Something just doesn't feel right about Seattle. I think the Eagles are going to win this. And it's just like a weird hunch, a, a weird feeling I have, but there, there's something about the Eagles, and I don't know if it's because I watched them beat my— hopeless giants twice in the last four weeks that I've just watched more of the Eagles than I have of Seattle but just there's something about them on the road too and there's something about this Eagles team the last two or three years that has won these weird playoff games where they had seemingly no chance of winning but they somehow win anyway and I know they had Nick Foles but Carson Wentz is a legit really good quarterback and he's making his debut and you know he's ready to put on a show.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, he's ready. This, this, this Seattle team, man, they've been so weird, uh, this whole season. I think they have like a point differential of plus seven only this year. And they, I mean, they end up 11 and five. That's just, I just, I, I've been against the Seattle team all year and I've been getting burned. I just, I just don't get it. They just, their defense looks very average to me. Uh, I was looking at some of the metrics. I think the, the defensive pass rush efficiency, it was like top bottom five, uh, defensive uh rush yards efficiency, it was like bottom three I think. So it's just they really aren't getting that much pressure on the quarterback and then they're just not stopping the run like kind of what they're used to. And I just I think it's more of I mean Russell is just I mean he he's been incredible this year and he's he's just carried them where I think it, it like you said, it could come crashing to an end to a nine and seven Philly team. And I just I just, I really don't know that this game's this game is weird. I've been I'm saying it's like the Buffalo game. This was tougher for me to pick, but I just, I really don't know in this game. I mean, they, they,
0: uh, I mean, they have won every single close game they've played in, but one, which was last week against San Francisco at home. Their largest yep. margin of victory this year was in Week Four at Arizona when they won twenty-seven to ten. That was the yep. biggest win they had in Week One. They won by one against the Bengals. Week two, they won by two against Pittsburgh. They beat the Rams by one on a Thursday night. They beat the Browns by four. They beat Tampa Bay by six in overtime. They beat the Niners by three in overtime. Uh, they beat the Vikings by a touchdown. The Carolina by a touchdown. E- everything is is a one-score or less game, ex- except for a couple sprinkled in here or there. It was really you know, not even. It was It's really just aside for that Arizona game, every game, They've, they've played, it's, it's been a one-score, because when they beat Philly early in the year, it was 17-9. That's still technically a one-score game. And you could say there's a lot of one-score games in the NFL and that a lot of them end up being a, a one-score game. But that just seems like, we were talking about luck with injuries, that just seems like way too lucky this year.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's been weird. Uh, I do know that I'm pretty sure they're getting quadra Diggs back, so that I should help out at corner. Um, we don't know about Dwayne Brown at tackle, so that's still, he's still questionable. That's, I mean, that's, that's a huge deal. But, uh, and then I'm pretty sure Clowney is still questionable. And but and, for Philly. And, Go
0: and, ahead. and there's also something about Seattle losing the last two coming in and the Eagles riding a four-game win streak, too. Exactly, yep. You, you always it's talk about like, momentum, momentum, and the Eagles have the momentum right, right now.
1: Yeah, and, and just the way I mean Carson's been playing with I mean nobody I mean I, I mean we all saw the stat of how he's got four thousand pass yards and didn't have one five hundred receiving yard receiver I mean that's just that's insane if you think about it like he's he's literally just I mean he's picking up guys off the street right now that, and I mean he's I mean he's winning games
0: that was one of the most impressive stats that I have ever seen from
1: yeah I was I was shocked
0: and I don't know how. Or if they'll ever be replicated ever again, because I don't think any team could have the type of injuries that this is Philadelphia offense has had at the wide receiver position. That they're counting on practice squad guys for the whole season. This guy was on guys were on the practice squad. They're counting on them to make the biggest catches in the biggest games to determine if they win the division or not. It's 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 just absurd. Of just just the amount of injuries they had, and just a lot of it is bad luck about the time. But then also it's. You know, all credit to Carson Wentz and, and, and the team for, you know, next man up.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, and same thing if, I mean, if Lane Johnson doesn't play this weekend, I mean, he's going to be down an entire right side. They just put Brandon Book's the right guard on IR, so. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing what they've actually gone through. It was kind of, it's kind of like Atlanta last year, Billy, with all the injuries, but we'll, we'll see about this game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to lean with you, and I'm going to take Philly. I think they're, I, I think the home field. I think, like you said, Carson Wentz is hotter. Uh, Seattle's lost, I think, three of the last four weeks. Is that right? Or five weeks? Yeah. Um, so that's that's. Um, I'm going to lean with that, and I've, like I said, I just, I haven't really seen the Seattle team. I think they've got just that average roster, and uh, I just, I just think it's all Russell, and I think he's just, it's going to be too much for him this weekend.
0: Yeah, Seattle started ten and two, and they ended eleven and five. So yep. not a lot of great momentum coming into this one. People will say, "Does does momentum exist?" I think it does. Uh, I've seen my Giants take momentum throughout the playoffs and win two Super Bowls from it. So I definitely is is a I think it's, it is a real thing for the right teams, and I think this Eagles team is is one of them. Is that they've already had the the magical team of destiny year two years ago. I'm not saying that they're going to go win the Super Bowl because if they win this game, they got to go to San Francisco. But I do think that they will beat Seattle. I don't know, as you were saying, I I just don't know about Seattle. And if they go into Philly and win on the road, I'll feel a lot more confident about them going in for the for the 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 third round against San Francisco. So in recap, we both have the Texans over the Bills, right? Yeah. Yep. So we got Texans over the Bills, and we both have Pats over Titans. So that sets up Lamar versus Deshaun again, round two. Texans-Ravens in the next round, and Pat's Chiefs round two, where the Chiefs took round one, a rematch of the AFC Championship game. That would be a really fun one in Kansas City again this year. Then we both had the Saints over the Vikings and Eagles over the Seahawks, so we'll have Saints-Packers and we'll have Eagles-Niners. That's a great divisional round. Yeah, that's must watch TV right there. Must must watch TV. So, kind of finishing the way we did last time with my little movie things. I got a lot of great feedback, especially from from Kelly, who has texted me about the movies and he's saying, "Oh, I gotta see Booksmart. I if you know, I, I gotta see Uncut Gems and, and all this." <laughs> You've seen Uncut Gems. I've seen un, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems is kind of all of what I've wanted to to talk about the last few days. I, I've seen it twice now, Taylor. I love the movie. Uh, being from, from New York, people talk about how hectic and chaotic the movie is. And being from New York, maybe I'm just more used to going into a place and there's being nine different conversations and dealing with that type of dialogue and the fast talking and just the, that type of Diamond District people who can talk on the phone and talk to someone else and have three conversations at the same time. But what do you think of uh, of the movie?
1: i love the movie just just going off that last point you just said i mean i'm just from from alabama i'm not really used to seeing that it's just amazing how people can just continue on having conversations with multiple people like that it's 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 wild seeing it firsthand but yeah it's i love the movie i thought it was awesome i don't want to i don't want to spoil it for anybody on here but it's it, it was i was very impressed i've always been a big sandler fan and to see him do this in a in a pretty dramatic role it was uh it was it was really
0: awesome to see. Yeah, so I'm going to throw a spoiler alert in there. If you haven't seen Uncut Gems, stop the podcast now. Yeah, uh, sure don't helps. want to don't want to ruin it for everyone. Kind of what me and my brother did for Star Wars. Stop the podcast now. I don't take offense uh, at all. Uh, but we're going to talk about the movie. We're going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen Uncut Gems, I, we both highly recommend it. Go out and see it. Safdie Brothers, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, really really good movies. So spoiler alert, spoilers are coming. <laughs> I thought that just the—I've seen it twice. The, the little references of, about the NBA too, about Tony Allen being the best defender, and what—and you know this alternate universe where that great—it's a random Knicks fan thing, but the Knicks and the Celtics played a a prime time game on ESPN, and Amari's Diamir hit a buzzer beater that they ruled all no good because he didn't have enough time. It was like this whole thing. Sandler, when he sees KG, is like, Amari had time on the clock, right? It's just like one of those great little references that only some diehard New York Knicks fan would make. And just like the whole fact that this is happening in the 2012 like conference semifinals, like Garnett's going back and forth from Philly and Sandler's shop to go buy this Ethiopian <laughs> gem. It's just so ridiculous, but it, like, it all works.
1: Uh, it was, it, yeah, like you said, it was, it was awesome. Uh, just, I mean, how, how he just goes back and forth like that. It's, it's amazing like that. I mean, I mean, like if you actually had an NBA player like that, I mean, do you know how much, I mean, you make so much money like that. That would be so much fun to me. I mean, just, just wild. I mean, just, he's, I mean, he's living just a wild life. And that's, I mean, it was, it's crazy to think that, I mean, that's, that's how people, I mean, that's what people do making those parlays and, and just is, uh, it was wild. It was awesome.
0: And, and and you have like Mike Francesa who is in it too, who's another New York yep. legend, and he plays Sandler's bookie. And Sandler walks in the beginning of the movie asking for a six way parlay. That you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a huge gambler, but I knew that was stupid, just a terrible <laughs> bet. And Francesa agreed. He goes, you know, this is the dumbest bet I've ever heard. And Sandler, in true give me the Oscar moment, says, I disagree. I disagree. And also Francesa is like a bookie, also restaurateur. He's explained oh, to someone nice. how he's explained to someone how to make a proper salad. It's it's just awesome. And then
1: that is so perfect that he like he you see him sitting in the restaurant like all the movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, I mean, that's great. I love that.
0: And and it just keeps going and, and it really shows just like the the Sandler. he's he's has no money he's broke but he's any little bit of money he can get he bets it on someone else so he owes people money all over town he owes his father-in-law a hundred thousand dollars which was a great reveal when they're at the when they're at the uh, I think it was like a Shabbat dinner I apologize if, if that's not the correct part or term for what it was in the movie but his father-in-law is the guy who he owes a hundred thousand dollars to in their family and his father-in-law is leaving him naked in the back of his car at his daughter's <laughs> play and you have Adina Menzel who was incredible as his wife it's just like when he's like you know I've been cheating on you for this long but I dumped my 22 year old hot girlfriend from the city and, like, let's get back together. And she's like, I never want to see you again. I thought that was incredible. That was an incredible Oscar moment. Uh, and then just, like, the final bet. Like, the final bet was just awesome because he reconciles with Julia. He sends her on a blade to Mohegan son to put in this crazy <laughs> three-way <thriller laughs> parlay that all starts with Garnett winning the tap. Like, who would I ever... Mean, that's like the people no, who bet. No,
1: nobody bets on the tip. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody bets, bets on, on the that. tip.
0: It's 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 like the crazy degenerate gamblers <laughs> who bet at at the Super Bowl on the coin toss, right? Like
1: he, could, he could have lost everything right there, just Garnett, just not getting the tip. No, that was, I mean, and I was just, I was honestly waiting for him to lose that and just seeing what those guys would have done.
0: And. And because he has those guys waiting in like the the was the great part is that because you know, I've been in stores like this before where it's two doors. You have the door to get into the little yep. vestibule and then the door to get into the the actual shop. and he traps them in there because the door's broken. and they're, and they're watching the game. And you have these three guys who are like sweating <laughs> because there's no AC. The best part is Sandler and, and everyone in his shop offers everyone water or power It's like the second <laughs> they come in, and now you have these guys who are as sweaty as possible. like all they would want is the water that everyone refuses from 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 Sandler. <laughs> and then uh, as he's like yelling and cursing at the TV, he's blaming Doc Rivers because KG missed a shot. And the first time I saw it, I was in Union Square with my buddy James. And it was great New York crowd, it was a New York movie. Sandler's a New York guy. And the whole time we're leading up to the tip, you could just tell the whole theater was like, he's he's going to lose the tip, he's going to lose the tip because Howard Ratner is a guy who's everything's going wrong in his life. He can't he can't win, he can't do anything right. It's like the ball's going up, and when KG wins the tip, the, the theater was like, yeah, let's go, let's, that was awesome. Like there's definitely and then you, and then, you know when, when when he finally wins, and his father-in-law uh arno has a huge smile on his face and he opens the door and he just gets popped That was like oh my god this is
1: what that was so wild i mean I was, I was i jumped out of my seat when i saw that i was just not ready for that but that yeah he just i mean that guy did not care anymore he was he was sick of obviously just being sitting in there didn't even care about the parlay or any of that he was just he was sick of sick of sandler
0: he was sick of the but also, like, w- what odds was he getting? Because he put about 165000 I, I think that's that's what he got from Garnett. So, also, Garnett was a great actor in this. He, I, I know he was playing himself, was but, but, but he actually was great. My, my favorite part is, like, he's on game day. He's after the auction. He comes into the back office, like, listen, man, you tell me one thing. You, you, you send someone <laughs> to the auction to, to bid against me. Like, like, you haven't been straight with me. Just, like, tell me what's up. And then, basically, Sandler started t- telling him about the, the gambling line, which is definitely not allowed by NBA rules. The, this whole thing about how Garnett could be there, just like that—that that look on H- on Howard's face, who's Sandler's character, when he decides that he's going to put all the money on KG that night—I was like, this guy is insane, and I am here for it.
1: Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that—that just—that made me want to just like find an NBA player. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's just that's that's awesome. Honestly, just seeing how those guys live like that, and actually, he found his guy. and... Just he just knew it. He saw it in KG's eyes that he was like, "All right, he's he's going off tonight. I'm putting everything I've got on
0: But 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 also, what type of casino is is he going to? That's going to take a hundred sixty five thousand dollars and win like a million. Because the Celtics should have been favored in in that game. I know they say in the movie that 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 they weren't, but e- either way, on the money line. They weren't that huge underdogs that they weren't going to win. Maybe it was the KG stats to get the, the payout up, up that big, but that but that was like a crazy part of it too. As as the sports fan in me, you're like, is this really as realistic? But it was still like a great part of the movie. Like it's one of my few nit, nitpicks of it, but uh, I thought it was like just a crazy, crazy movie. Yeah, I thought overall, just, I mean, even just, I mean, the
1: camera work, the script, everything. I thought it was just the dialogue. It was, it was great. I was haven't seen i mean we like you said i was i was in the theater seeing it too uh on the 26th and it was just i haven't seen many good movies in the theaters lately and that, that was it, it's always awesome to you know see see a great movie in, in a movie theater so i was i loved it uh definitely recommend it to everybody i know everybody that's listening now has already seen it but uh, i thought it was one of my top ones
0: also, I recommend seeing it twice because it's so chaotic the way it begins. It doesn't really explain much of the world. It just kind of really drops you in there, and it's yeah. so fast-paced. I picked up so many little dialogue, little bits of dialogue, and little things like the seeing it the second time that really just like made it, it, it even better. Uh, experience and then there's also just great cameos just like this this whole idea that like the weekend is in it playing the weekend and like yeah. <laughs> it was just like just like that. just like completely random that like howard ratner this 48 year old uh diamond district jewelry salesman is going to a weekend concert at <laughs> one oak <laughs> was just like insane but also like those are some of the people who go to to those things oh, yeah. and it's just like the people who have the those connections and can get into all these places and you know his girlfriend julia is there to do cocaine with the weekend in, in the bathroom. It's like, it's like, the, it's like the whole thing is nuts. the The whole movie is crazy. The Safty brothers are definitely a force to be reckoned with. I had heard of them, but I had never seen any of their work before. But if this is the jumpstart to a, to, you know, their first really big movie, because th- they're going to get some love at the Oscars, they're going to get a lot of acclaim for this. Oh, this yeah. could be a jumpstart to a, to a big, big career.
1: Yeah, I've got. Uh one of my buddies, he, he's a big, big film guy, and he he said that uh, these directors, they, they do some in the Criterion Collection. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but mm-hmm. it's uh yeah, it's some like international movies that get all the awards and stuff like that. And he said he's done some, they've done some great movies in there. So I think, like you said, I think they're going to be starting up and coming with these uh, some of these new movies, and uh, the, this this movie's for sure is going to get some awards nominated.
0: I hope so. And 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 so much of the Oscars is that. The Oscar voters want to hear about how much it would mean to them. That's kind of why Bradley Cooper didn't win. I thought A Star is Born was incredible last year. But Cooper, he was a director, but he didn't do the thing where he went around and did all the interviews and the press tour and all the different awards by saying, like, oh, my God, this is how much it means to me and playing that because he didn't want to do that. And then it became too late. I think Sandler's going is, is going to do that because he's he's already said it jo- jokingly that, that if you guys don't give me the Oscar, I'm going to go make, like – Hansel and Gretel, two or Grown Ups, three. And I'm gonna go make the worst movie ever <laughs> with my best <laughs> friends, and but make ten million dollars doing like that's kind of the thing I love about Adam Sandler is that he can do these roles. He can be Howard Ratner in Uncut Gems. He can be the star in Punch Drunk, Drunk Love, a Paul Tams, Thomas Anderson movie, which is really good, where he plays a social, socially awkward uh, s- guy who gets caught up in like a crazy phone sex scheme and like but with anger management issues but he's incredible in in that movie too but then he can also do grown-ups and make moves with his best friends he's had a really interesting career because he's kind of like he's a huge NBA fan but it's kind of like the player empowerment era in, in the NBA now where he's like I you know I can go make these incredible movies on my own but also part of me just wants to make movies with my best friends And, like, it's these guys who just say, hey, I want to play basketball with with, with my best friends. It's like the KD, Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan thing in Brooklyn. It doesn't make a lot of sense on paper. But when you're like, they're just really good friends who want to play together, it's like, okay. You know, it may not turn out great like it is this year, but it's like grown up. It's like it's not a great movie, but it's enjoyable, and they had a great time.
1: Yeah, you you could tell that they they seemed like they really did enjoy each other, all uh, all the interviews afterwards and stuff like that. It just... I mean, I don't know how you couldn't enjoy Adam Sandler. I, I was watching something, uh, I can't remember which awards, but Jennifer Anderson got something like last month or a couple months ago. I was watching with my mom, and I mean, you could just tell, like, I mean, Adam was so just, I mean, so thrilled for her, and you can just tell that everybody just cares so much for him and what Jennifer said. So I just, I, just, I think he's a great guy and great person, and hes he's a fantastic actor.
0: Yeah, he, he's awesome. It, it's a great movie. I'm going to echo what Taylor said. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, spoiler alert, over, so people can come back. Uh, I don't know how, how they come back. I already told them to, to turn it off. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, Taylor, thanks so much for coming on. Hopefully we got a couple more movies we could talk about in the future where we both see a movie that, that we both love. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks again for uh, for coming on.
1: Yep, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll see you all next weekend for the uh – divisional and then possibly the national championship review
0: oh cannot wait for that one i talked about that a little bit last week it's that one's gonna be a good one i'm really looking forward to to the college football national championship
1: yeah i'm pumped we got the tigers tigers tigers
0: go tigers Shout all right that'll do it for us on this episode of the double double take care and make it a great day